0: make sure that it's grounded in truth. If I can change my story, then I can change my life. Do you find yourself still thinking about the narcissist? Do you find yourself still wondering what they're doing? What's going on? Do you find yourself still ruminating and you feel like you just can't get them off your mind? Maybe you feel like you're feeling crazy. Because you are like, why can't I stop thinking of this person? Why can't I stop thinking of everything that happened? Why can't I stop thinking of the good times and the bad times or whatever it might be? Maybe you're stuck ruminating, thinking, pondering, and almost feeling like obsessive that you can't give that up, or you can't stop wondering what's going on. The thing I want you to know is that's normal, and you're actually not crazy. It might feel like it, but you're not. We want to be able to talk to you today about that. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor, I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform and several others to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And the goal here is to try to help people as they continue to learn about narcissism, see what it looks like in real life with real examples, see how it actually applies to what they're going through, and then help them find that healing, that growth, and that change to be able to continue to move forward. What does life look like now that I'm out of this toxic relationship? How do I put back the pieces of my self-worth, of my confidence, of who I need to be? And how do I continue to develop to do that on a day-to-day basis? We do that by dropping the nuggets of truth everywhere on social media platforms. So check out TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe, like, follow us for more. Also, we do it by putting out the podcasts We're on Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, a couple other ones like that too that you can find in all of those platforms under Raw Motivation. So if you haven't had a chance to be able to check those out, follow us there. I meet with people daily doing one-on-ones and trying to help serve people across the world, helping them break free of the trauma bond, get through the rumination phase and the detox phase, and get to a place where they're establishing their boundaries and they're moving forward with purpose and vision. That's what we do on a day-to-day basis like to invite you into the NARC community, which is called the NARC for the app that we actually have created. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Four things, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Just type in N-A-R-C into Apple or into Google Play be able to pull that up. A great place to be able to learn information about narcissists, to be able to get advice from other people, to be able to interact with other survivors, track your no contact, record your truth, mark down a bunch of things so that you're learning, that you're growing. There's exercise in there. There's meditation. There's also uh, weekly, weekly lives that we have where people come on stream, interact, share some of their story. There's also monthly coaching. Where we bring in coaches, uh, myself and other coaches from all around the country, trying to help you grow, heal, and change. So check that out. Go download that today. It's N-A-R-C. So why do I keep thinking about them? Like, why do I keep remembering them throughout my day? Like, it doesn't seem like it stops. I feel like I'm going crazy because every place I go, I think of this person. Everything that I do, they pop up there. And it's like we have all these thoughts that pop up. And what they are is they're in these intrusive thoughts. You're like, I was having a good day and all of a sudden this popped in my head. And you're like, I don't understand what's actually do, what's actually going on. A lot of times this is the most popular after no contact, so you've broken up with them, maybe they've discarded you, maybe you've left them and gotten free, and you're like, okay, I'm no contact, like, I don't have any interaction with this person, I don't even watch them on social media, anything like that, you're doing all the things, you're like, I'm doing the right stuff that they're telling me to do, why am I still thinking about this person, like, what's actually going on? Well, first and foremost, I mentioned earlier, but I want you to hear it loud and clear, is number one, I think that's normal, okay? You're not crazy. It feels like that, right? It feels like so frustrating of like, I feel like I'm going insane because I can't let this go. But you're not crazy. You're in a relationship where you were more than likely felt in love. Maybe if you weren't, you know, if you're in a, a business relationship or, or sibling or something like that, there was a connectedness there, a buy-in, a relationship of some sorts. And you felt like it was, the way, that it was this way until you got to the place where that person completely and utterly betrayed you whether that was lying to you or cheating on you or stabbing in the back or like whatever it might be, then you start to realize like, wait a second, who is this person? Once you get out of the relationship, it's like, you feel like you've been absolutely poured out into somebody. Like you've given everything to another person and there's nothing left. And all that aspect pops into your mind of thinking, wait a second, like, was I the crazy one? Was I the toxic one? You see, when we have intrusive thoughts. When you're going through your day and there's a thought that all of a sudden pops up in your head, those don't just randomly pop up. You think they do, and it seems like they do, but typically what intrusive thoughts are doing is they're popping up into your mind because of what we call triggers. So a trigger is an action, an event, an idea, a thought. Like it can be almost anything. It's kind of crazy, but it can be almost anything. But a trigger is something that shoots off like an emotional response in your mind, in your heart. You add feelings to it of like, this is what I'm ascribing to this emotion. And it ultimately tells you a story. The triggers, however, they can be something really minute. You could be driving and you see that person's car drive past you or a car similar to it or a car the same color. You could be sitting at a restaurant and you recall a date that you had in that one corner and you're like, wow, like that was a good moment or wow, this was a bad moment because this is when they screamed at me in front of other people. Like there could be a lot of different things. Sometimes you'll have narcissists that will be as subtle as like having the same like cologne or perfume or, or scents or like different smells or tastes in the house that all of a sudden you think, smell or whatever. And it comes back and you're like, whoa, like, why am I thinking about this person all of a sudden? So a lot of times we have different triggers in our lives. Sometimes it can be things. Sometimes it can be people. You know, it could be someone just bringing up that other person. It could be someone that was a mutual friend. It could be someone that you had experience with several people together, like a friend group. And this very like triggering, bringing back those thoughts and bringing back those memories. Sometimes when people start ruminating so much, they sit with it so long that they start to wonder, am I the problem? Did that ever happen to you? Like, is that something that you feel like you're going through at times of like, you sit and you sit and you sit with it and you're like, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe they weren't as toxic. Actually, like, I'm still thinking about it. So like, it must be something that I must have been the problem. Now, oftentimes the question is, okay, well then maybe I should unblock them. Maybe I should try to make it right to reconcile to work through this. And the answer is if you've got a toxic relationship, no, to not do that. But then how do we actually know if we if we're in or if we got out of a toxic relationship. Well, part of that goes back to the idea of the truth. And the truth is what sets you free. The problem is most people don't actually know what the truth is. They don't actually look for it. Two things I want you to think of when you're thinking about the truth of that relationship. Number one is change. How much did you change for that person? Because a lot of times you'll have it in a narcissistic relationship. You have a person who changes and develops everything about, about themselves. Like maybe you've lost your identity because you've morphed into a whole different person for that person. Okay. The change that you've done, then how much did the other person change for you? Because majority of the time when you start comparing these two things, you'll see that the scales are greatly weighted in your direction because you've changed so much and they haven't changed a thing. They haven't developed themselves. They haven't worked on themselves. That's the first sign of a relationship that's not on the same page. They haven't changed. The second one is demonstration. How are they demonstrating that change, or how are they demonstrating what they're saying? This helps break through the barrier of cognitive dissonance so that you understand, wait a second, they're not demonstrating love. They're not demonstrating faithfulness. They're not demonstrating respect. They're not demonstrating, and the list goes on and on and on. And so when you think about like, maybe I should go back, ground yourself in truth, write down a journal, work on understanding what's the change and what's the demonstration. So you might be asking, okay, well, how do we change these thoughts? Like I keep having these thoughts, like they're not going away, like they keep popping up. How do we actually change them? This is what I work with people on a day-to-day basis with one-on-ones, with with coaching, with everything like this to try to be able to help people break through this process. The first thing is when you're thinking about this, you've got a couple different like thought processes, okay? Um, When you think of it, uh, think of it this way, like let's say like don't think about an elephant. Okay. Like whatever you do right now, just don't think about an elephant. Don't think about an elephant. You thinking about an elephant? Because a lot of times people will think about the thing that's in the present of their mind, like in the forefront of their mind. Well, typically when you've gotten out of a narcissistic relationship, that's true. You're going to have that. Part of that is natural, but then it needs to be a progression away from it. You can't just get away from thinking that if you're always thinking that. Does that kind of make sense? part of those intrusive thoughts are going to pop up because They're still in your mind. They're still being thought of. It can't just be fixed by the idea of like stop thought therapy of like, okay, like I have this thought. Oh, stop. Like I can't think of it anymore. Like I have to think of something else. Like I can't think of it like that works up to a point, but I don't think it works as much as like thought replacement. And so where I come in with that is how I help partner with people is the actual idea of change your story, change your life because we're all believing stories. Either the stories that have been pressed upon us from childhood, from religion, from education, from previous partners, or the story that we're just writing ourselves. Because oftentimes the story is not based on truth. It's not based in reality of what's actually going on. Sometimes that story goes back to your own self-worth or validation from another person or thinking that you're not good enough or thinking multiple different things that come down to the fact that it's actually the story that you're believing. And when people break no contact, it's typically not because they just miss the person so much or they, they miss the abuse. Like, it really comes down to the fact of like they are latched on to a story of maybe this person will change. Maybe this person actually did love me. They just didn't show it correctly. Maybe they can you know understand how I feel. And there's so many different things that people go into it thinking like, hey, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can fix this person. But in reality, what needs to change is the story that you're believing and the story that you're ascribing to. Now you're still like, what about those thoughts? What about those thoughts? Well, the thing is those thoughts are triggers. You have a trigger. Okay. Remember earlier I said you have a trigger. It activates your emotions. You ascribe what that feels like with your feelings, and then it tells you a story. When you believe that story, you'll always go back to ruminating. You always go back to thinking about it because you have a whole different story in your mind of this is why I think this. This is why I bring them up. This is why I still imagine being with them or ruminate or addicted, all that type of stuff. But when you're able to identify that story, base it on truth and actually turn that around. Rewire your thought process and base it on a story that's based on truth. That's when we start to see like people actually break free from it. That's when we see that healing curve start going up and up and then all of a sudden just like skyrocket because it clicks. And people understand if I change what I'm telling myself, if I change what I'm believing, if I change what I'm actually looking at the situation to make sure that it's grounded in truth, if I can change my story, then I can change my life.